everyone. Welcome to the Spotco Podcast. On today's episode, our colleague and co-host Brian Dratch sits down with two of the Broadway world's most prolific photographers, Aviva Sokolow of Humans of Broadway and Mark Franklin, a staff photographer at Playbill. I loved listening to this conversation because I find it so interesting how many mini industries live under the Broadway umbrella. Just like we here at Spotco are an ad agency that specializes in Broadway, Aviva and Mark are photographers who specialize in Broadway. Plus, they also seem like awesome people, and I want to join next time Brian hangs out with them. So without further ado, we'll hand it over to them. Hi, this is Brian Dratch, one of the social media managers at Spotco, and I'm here with Aviva Sokolo, who runs the Humans of Broadway Instagram account, as well as Mark Franklin, one of the photographers at Playbill. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Um, so I'm really excited to have you guys here to talk a little bit about photography and Broadway as well as social media and how the three have, have come together. Um, so Aviva, if you wouldn't mind, can you tell us a little bit about what Humans of Broadway is and how it started? Yeah. So Humans of Broadway is a social media account where um, I photograph people who work on Broadway, all the humans, and do short quotes uh, from interviews very much like the Humans of New York kind of style. So what kind of people, I know it's not just actors, what kind of people right. have you interviewed? Everybody from the actors on stage to playwrights, dressers, ushers. I try to hit like anybody that works in the industry. Cool. And Mark, could you tell us a little bit about the kind of shoots that you work for at Playbill? Yeah. So I am the staff photographer for Playbill. So my job is really twofold. Um, 50% of the time I am um, creating artwork for the features that we have written. Um, And then also creating um, photo content, whether it's photo essays, photo lookbacks, etc., for, for photo content. And then the other half of my job is um, covering Broadway events, whether that's, you know, a press day for an upcoming Broadway show or a gala or the Tony Awards, which is really scary and fun. But those are kind of the two <laughs> coin, sides of the coin with my job. Amazing. Well, it's a pleasure to have you both here. I know, uh, speaking from the Spotco social media channels, we are often, Mark, posting your pictures <laughs> and pointing people in the direction of Humans of Broadway. So it's, it's great to put some uh, faces and some voices with those pictures. Um, so I would love to jump back in time a little bit and hear about what got you interested in theater, if you guys were interested in theater uh, before starting these accounts and starting these jobs, and then how you got started where you are now. Aviva? Yeah, I definitely was not an on-stage kind of kid. I was very much behind the scenes, and I went to a very small high school where everybody had to be part of the production, and so they sort of stuck me into the tech, which was projection design, and I fell in love with it because I do graphic design, and I fell in love with theater through the backstage lens of um, working with you know, actors but not being one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the shows you worked on? At school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, here's the deal. I went to a a religious Jewish all-girls school, so we only did religious Jewish plays. So nothing you would have heard of. Gotcha. (laughs) Although we did do um, a parody of Hello from Book of Mormon, but about um, Jews on the Lower East Side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'd love to ask you to sing some of it later. That's incredible. So, so, sorry, did you say, were you from New York? Yeah. 
I'm originally from Brooklyn. I've been here forever, so I've been seeing shows from kid, Kids Night on Broadway since I was, like, nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. What were some of the first shows that you saw? The first show I ever saw was Beauty and the Beast, and then I jumped right into The Drowsy Chaperone, which is an interesting choice for a child, but that was my... Fair, <laughs> fair. I think the Beauty and the Beast tour... I'm from Philadelphia. Uh-huh. I think that was one of the first shows I saw as well. Oh. Um... So what inspired you to start Humans of Broadway? So I sort of, after high school, regressed back into graphic design and didn't do any theater at all, and, and I missed it. So I took a set design class in college, and that's when I realized that I wanted to learn more about the people that worked in theater, specifically you know, set designers, projection designers, which was my focus, but also like anybody that worked on it, because I would go on you know, Playbill and all those things, and you would read um, interviews with actors and things like that, but I was always really curious about, like, everybody that worked on a show, because having worked backstage, I knew there was a lot more to the picture. Absolutely. I think that's something I've learned so much about since starting at Spotco, and you start to meet the general managers and the company managers mm-hmm. and all of the production designers and assistants, et cetera. It can yeah. it take such a village to put on a show. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, So what was your first shoot that you did for Humans of Broadway? My first shoot ever was Chris McCarroll on 46th Street. I had the idea of Humans of Broadway, but I'm not the most, you know, outgoing person. So I was too scared to start it. But I recognized him walking down the street and I was like, it's now or never. So I just tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around. I was like, can I take your picture for this project that doesn't exist yet, but it will? And he was like, sure. So I took the picture, and then I didn't know what to ask him because I didn't plan <laughs> anything. So he was just like, why don't I tell you what I did today? And so his the very first quote was just Chris saying, I slept until noon, and then now I'm here. <laughs> and that was the whole thing. That's amazing. Have, have you seen Chris's photography? He's yes. turned into a photographer yes. in his own right, and it's amazing. I was such a mess when I asked him to. I was just like, uh, I don't... You don't really have to do it, but like maybe, and, and he did. He was so kind. So when when did you start the account? How long ago was it now? It was October of twenty fifteen, so almost two and a half years. That's it's exactly when I started at Spotco. Oh, that's so funny. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, the account currently has. 76,000 followers, which is incredible. It's crazy. I mean, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Did it just take off immediately, or what was the growth like? Yeah, the weirdest thing was the same day I ran into Chris McCarroll, I ran into one of the actresses from Finding Neverland, and so I posted them around the same time, and I don't know, because it had zero followers, so I don't know how, but the Finding Neverland account saw her photo and reposted it and suddenly I had you know hundreds of followers in that one day and I was like well now I have to continue it if people are looking at it and then from there it just like boom took off without it was very scary it's incredible (laughs) it's incredible uh Mark Aviva and I actually first met we did a project for fun home um probably not too long after the account just launched called mm-hmm. Humans of Maple Avenue. Oh, yeah, there it is. And here's the oh picture. Oh, my God. Um, we'll post a link to uh, to some of the social media coverage of this uh, partnership in the description. And what it was was it was actually a three-way partnership between Fun Home, Humans of Broadway, and Playbill. Mm-hmm. And the thing was that Aviva took the pictures yeah. and Felicia did the interviews. And 
I was just there. <laughs> I was just there to oversee the whole thing. Yeah, we interviewed um, fans on their way out. And it was it was really interesting because um, Fun Home is such a unique show and it's such a special show for so many people. And people were so emotional after it and people had so much to say and it, it just mm-hmm. touched people in, in so many different, honest, real ways that... You know, it was it was almost surprising that they were interested in having their picture taken because they would be so like, you know, we, people would cry in their interviews, but like would want to talk about it. That was mm-hmm. the kind of show you would leave and want to talk about. Yeah. And, and they were so sweet. It was such a fun little activation we did. Um, cool. Mark, I would love to hear a little bit about uh, your connection to theater growing up and how you got started at Playbill. Yeah. Um, I had a circuitous route to landing at Playbill. Um, but I guess to start from the very beginning with theater, I um, found theater later in life. Uh, when I say later in life, I mean, like, I wasn't one of those kids who grew up with it when I was, you know, five or six or even younger. Um, I discovered it in uh, middle school through my uh, middle school theater program and immediately fell in love with it. And then around the same time, I saw a tour of Hairspray. And it was, like, all over. Um, and I just, like, fell in love and then just got immersed um, with it in high school. And it was in high school that I thought that I was going to do theater. Um, what well, knew theater was going to be a part of my life in some capacity. I didn't really know what I wanted to do was really creative. I actually wanted to be a cartoonist when I was, mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Um, but anyway, I ended up going to school for theater in English and found photography um, throughout college um, through that. And so, so much of my early photography work was like headshots for my other classmates or um, or like production photos. And then my senior year, I ended up getting hired by my theater department to, to be their photographer, like helping to create campaigns and cover events and all that stuff. Um, and then I just kind of was like, I'm going to do a parallel career in like theater and photography. And I moved to New York in 2015. Um, I stayed in Boston for a couple of years um, and worked on a theater company, which is how we know each other. Yes, it is. Um, so I stayed in Boston for a couple of years, moved to New York, and really wanted to devote my time to just being a photographer and an actor. And then I kept getting more photography work and found myself not wanting to go on auditions, wanting to only stick with photography. So then I was freelancing, and that led me to Playbill. It was very circuitous. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to talk a little bit more about photography with both of you, because you're both truly incredible photographers who cover very different ranges of projects. What What are some of the things that you think about when setting up a photo shoot? I'm a big believer that content dictates form. So it really just depends on who the subject is, what the show is for me, if it's theater specific, um, you know, what, like I said, what the show is, how many people, what it is, what the feature is. Is it something I'm creating? Am I looking for just a lead image or am I looking for a, a wider set of things? Um, but whether it's my playbill work or my outside work or just even my personal work, I think the thing that I'm always looking for is capturing and telling a story or capturing a mood and an energy Um just so that the, the photograph lives beyond just kind of like the, you know, the four corners of the image um, that really captivates and grabs somebody's attention. So if you had to give some examples of what the range of types of projects you work on, like sure. what are the kind of projects that are most out there in terms of 
the kinds of equipment you had to use and the content you were creating. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm photographing, like, at a red carpet or a press event, it's completely different. I need something that will capture both the event, if it's, if it's um, you know, documenting the actual kind of, like, the history of the event, um, or if I'm just doing a red carpet, I'm going to need my camera. I sometimes bring a second camera, depending on how dark or light it's going to be. I bring a flash. I bring a light reflector. Something that will just... Um, make people seem radiant mm-hmm. and, and, and look nice and bright. Um, but if I'm doing a feature where we have an article and I really need to do a really nice portrait, I'll just put on a different lens that would be a little bit more flattering. I personally, outside of event photography, never use a flash. I really, really love natural light. Mm-hmm. I really love making my photos seem rooted and grounded. Um, so then that comes into play with some of the other stuff that I do, especially for my photo essays. Um, because for those, I'm really trying to capture it as honestly as possible. Um, and still like look nice, but still, but not like this is the done up glam version of like backstage in a Broadway show. Um, so for that, it's just a different set of equipment, but then more than anything, it's also just a different mindset and figuring out what that story is that I want to tell. Very cool. Um, now something I didn't realize before I started working in the industry is that, you know, it is a relatively small industry. So there is kind of a small core of Broadway photographers. So I'm sure, you know, you, you are seeing these photographers at all types of events. I'm sure you guys are very close. We're all pretty close. I always, um joke with the other photographers that I see them more than I see my coworkers just because we're always at events and we're always at like a lot of the events are late at night so we're we're all in it together Um, which is fun because then you get to learn from them you get to pick their brain and they really become like your kind of your co-workers outside of your regular co-workers. It feels like having another like creative family um, with you. Yeah, that's amazing. And your guys' schedule is just absurd. <laughs> I mean, this core of photographers is at every opening night, every Sardis portrait unveiling, every like one-year anniversary. There must be an event at least every week. I mean, some, especially as we get closer to Tony season. We were just talking about this mm-hmm. before. It gets a little bit nutty. Um, Aviva, so on the other hand, you know, while your content very much stays in format, mm-hmm. I'm sure um, you've learned things over the past two plus years of working on Humans of Broadway. I'd love to hear about that process of discovering your voice in photography. Yeah, so I had learned, you know, basic photography because I was studying design, but I wouldn't consider myself like a photographer, or I wasn't. So it was a lot of learning on the job. Like, like my photos are very um, simple. They're supposed to be just about the person, and I sort of let them choose what they want to do, where they want to do it, because this is, you know, it's about them and the human. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, a very glamorous photo shoot. It's just me and my camera, and I don't like flash as well, so I'm like, please, outdoor shoots. Let's, you know, let's use the light. Um, but when I first started, it was a lot of you know, just taking photos at stage door because I wasn't established. Mm-hmm. So it was real. I had, you know, one second to mm-hmm. take a photo. So it was a lot of trial and error of like, okay, what can, what settings can I use that will get a good photo in one second when they have to run? Because these are people who 
are very busy. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, obviously they, they get better. And obviously there are some that the technical quality isn't as high as others, but that's just part of, you know, the job because... But you said yeah. it. I think, I think part of your job is to capture these people as people and not, you know, necessarily yeah. as the characters they play, as exactly. sometimes you're challenged to do, um, which has been such an interesting thing, you know, working in the industry, specifically on the social media team. We get to meet so many actors and so many of them are just so cool and awesome and, and some are a little bit more eccentric sometimes. Um, I'd love to hear from both of you uh, some, if you guys have any funny stories of shoots or, or wild times working with certain actors or anything to share in that vein. I do. I have a bunch. Um, one of my favorite shoots was Derek Klenna mm-hmm. from Anastasia because sometimes you're limited on time, but he was not. So he you know, took us just around Midtown and was just like, let's try a photo over here. Let's do this. And we got to a fountain and he was like, I'm going to go in it and we're going to do singing in the rain. And we like hid from the security guard and he, he played around with the umbrella and his boots actually, actually had holes in them. So he got wet, but he was a really good sport about it. And we got this like really cute action photo of him, like doing the singing in the rain. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. Mark, what about you? Um, I feel like a lot of my photo shoots are pretty silly, <laughs> uh, just because I feel like for me as a photographer, especially with people, I try to diffuse kind of like the the hubbub of like you're in a photo shoot by being like by being fun and being goofy. I always play like fun music um, and stuff like that. So just to help them feel grounded, because I feel like once a subject is more comfortable, you know, they mm-hmm. can give their best work. So. Um, I have two. So one, I was playing like fun music um, with Condola Rashad, who's going into St. Joan. And um, I have this playlist called Boss Bitch Vibes with the princess emoji and then like the hair emoji. <laughs> and it's all just like empowered women singing about being powerful. Um, and Condola Rashad and I ended up photographing and singing uh, No More, the 3LW song um, from the early 2000s. And I was like, I'm singing in, in an, R- an early R&B girl group song with con- three-time Tony nominee Condola Rashad, which was so much fun. Um, and then also, so I do a Day in the Life series with, uh, uh, um, with Playbill where I follow a uh, Broadway star around um, for their entire day from when they wake up to when they like leave, finish their show. And I was with Arielle Stashel, um, who's in the band's visit most recently. And he is like such a boy. Um, like everything was lit. Like, <laughs> and it was so, he was just so goofy and down to try anything. But he was like, Yo, this pose is lit. <laughs> and I, towards the end of the day, I would like tease him a little bit. I was like, that pose, that's a lituation. Like, <laughs> like, so it was just a lot of like joy and laugh with those. But yeah, my photo shoots are always a little silly. Have you guys done shoots where you were just completely starstruck at all? Yeah, I have a, f- yes. Well, <laughs> my, my very first like classic one was um, the first time I ever worked with Playbill. Felicia reached out to me and asked if I could do Humans of Broadway Con mm-hmm. on Playbill's account. So it was the first year. There was a blizzard. It was a little bit of a mess. And nobody was able to go down and get Lin-Manuel Miranda. And the problem was there were three floors and he would have to go through the fans in order to get to like the celeb floor. 
So somebody had to get him and nobody was going. So I went. This was in maybe my like fourth month of being human to Broadway, maybe less. <laughs> and so I, I like reached out and I was like, hi, I'm Aviva. I'm working with Playbill. I'm here to bring you up, like just pretending I was chill. And then we snuck him up through the elevator and then I had him for a second. So I was just like, I'm going to take this photo. And I had turned around in the elevator, and there's David Diggs just standing there. Oh, my goodness. So I have both of them, and I have two minutes, and I didn't have time to change my camera lens, so it was on, like, a fixed zoom lens. So I had to, like, move back. Uh So I kept moving back, and Lynn made a joke, like, oh, move back a little farther. And I actually had to, so I did. But they, like, burst out laughing at me. So they were laughing at me. (laughs) But I (laughs) captured that moment. There's just a picture of them laughing, and that I was just like... Whew, I got that picture. That's very exciting. And, oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That's fun. really, really cool. Have, have like, you been to Broadway Con before? I have been to Broadway Con, and it's like, it's like, like the mecca for a theater because there's so, <laughs> I mean, everybody's there, and all the fans are there, and there's just like this joyous celebration of theater, but it's also like overwhelming, and you have all of those like found moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, beautiful. Like, I watched this group of kids sing, like, Defying Gravity. Because there was, um, like, at the Playbill booth, mm-hmm. we had um, a piano. So I watched this entire group of kids, like, have their Broadway moment. And they were so in it that nobody looked behind them and saw that Julia Murney was photographing them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, like, those moments are, like, the beautiful Broadway con moments. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Mark... I would love to hear, I know you do some photography that's not connected to theater, um, which I would love to hear a little bit more about. But before I ask about that, I want to hear what makes photography for Broadway different, unique, special? Broadway's such a unique industry, and I'd love to hear about that in a minute. Yeah, so for me, I feel like the Broadway photography sphere is so interesting and captivating because of all the shows that are happening and they're also different so every single day is going to hold something new something different and that's both in terms of the events and things that we cover but then also tone I'm not going to photograph Angels in America the same way that I'm going to photograph Mean Girls for instance Mm -hmm. Um, so with that it's as a photographer causing me to stretch you know my creativity muscles but then also, I find, specifically with theater and Broadway, it's such a collaborative art form. So you're in this industry, and everybody's trying to do their best to, you know, to really hone in and, and kind of honor these shows that are in this creative process. So whether I'm photographing somebody who's a star or a stage manager or, you know, whoever it may be, everybody's really creative. So, it's an, so I feel like as an artist... I get to capture other art. And so that for me feels really special, especially as a theater lover and as somebody who, you know, did theater growing up. Uh, And I'm not from New York, so I would look at all those photos and all those videos. So getting to be a part of that whole wheel feels really special to me. Yeah, it's funny. Such a big part of what we do on the social media team is, one, what you just spoke about in, like, finding the voice of a show. So, so for us, it's kind of captured through emojis and taglines and, and <laughs> you know, that type of thing and hashtags. Um, so it's interesting to hear about how that affects the kind of work you do. So, so the examples you gave, Angels in America and Mean Girls, like, what are you thinking about when determining what the photographic voice of that show will be? Well, I think I'm always, and I can only speak to, like, features, for sure, instance, because sure. if I'm photographing an event, 
photographing the event <laughs> as a red is. carpet photo is often right. a red carpet photo. Um, but I feel like I am focused on what will paint the show in the best light. Um, insofar as what will make it really compelling. Like I, so, um, we did a shoot with Andrew Garfield Mm -hmm. and that for angels in America. And that show is so, um, powerful and classic and moving, but this new production of it, especially with all the marketing has a lot of neon and, 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 um, really bright colors Mm -hmm. in a, in a really modern way. So I wanted to do an homage to that, for instance. So for that particular one, I knew, okay, it's Andrew Garfield. He, as I have a limited amount of time, I have 20 minutes with him. How can I get a, a image that will sell his, his feature, make people click on it, make people want to read more, um, that focuses on him as a performer, but then also ties itself back to the show. So for that one, we found this really great space. Um, the Algonquin Hotel has a blue room that has mm-hmm. all this bright blue neon. But so we so we have the neon element. He was in like this really nice jacket and looked really sharp. So we wanted to, for that one, for instance, I was like, okay, Broadway movie star is in America, needs to feel grounded but glam. So that's what we did. And versus like a Mean Girls, which is so pink, so bright, so iconic, I would definitely want to do something that feels more fashion, a little bit more, um, more characterized, in so far as like emotion popping out from the from the page, a little bit more active. So I think about those things um, when I'm photographing. Cool, Aviva. At this point, you've interviewed a ton of Broadway actors in various other positions. Mm-hmm. What uh, what types of questions do you ask them when you interview them, and what are things you think about before an interview? Yeah, so before the interview, I like I ideally would like to have seen them in a show because you gain a lot from seeing that. But you know, if I haven't, you do your your background research. But I like really hearing from them, so I don't want to give them questions that I already know the answers to from mm-hmm. this research. So I have my few like standard questions that I ask everyone, and then if they say things that I want them to elaborate on, you just sort of like prod them into talking. Like my goal in an interview is to talk as little as possible. I don't want to hear my voice on the on the recording. I want them to go into things that are personal or or um, you know helpful and for the fans and things like that. So I always ask them if they have a piece of advice for humans, and they tend to go stage advice, so I try to gear them back towards life advice. Um, And I always ask them if there's something that people would not usually know about them, because you want that that thing that, you know, they wouldn't think of normally for an interview, because sometimes they come into an interview knowing what they want to say, and it's my job to, like go around that and try to get them to get around the talking points yes exactly so I try not to come in with too many questions I don't write them down or anything I I just want it to feel like a conversation I like stick my phone in the middle but I want them to forget that it's there were there any conversations that really stuck with you or that you really felt like you bonded with you know the person or learned something you never would have you know thought was part of who they were definitely I mean sometimes the humans of Broadway turn into friends of mine just because, you know, I'm talking to them and it gets personal and, you know, it just turns into a friendship. So someone that I really 
loved interviewing and like connected to a lot was Alex Gibson from he was in The Great Comet at the time now he's in Spongebob but he just is so kind and I wanted I posted two photos of him because he said so much that I knew people would love and that people would connect to he said you know one thing that was show specific but was expressive of you know gender and being inclusive and diversity and that was really important for me to get out there but then he said something else that was personal to himself and and I consider him a friend now and I just I love him but another one was Andy Mientis, who I interviewed, I want to say, within the first, like, two months, and it was, like, by chance, Um, and we were standing outside a garage on 47th Street, and we just started talking about, I had maybe five minutes with him, so we just started talking about things, and he ended up telling me about, like, an illness that he struggles with that I had no idea about, that I hadn't read in any other interviews, and um, it was just so real and it was it's one of those interviews that stick out because sometimes they like talking about the show or sometimes they like talking about fun things but sometimes it gets really real and those are the ones that hit home that was the one that playbill first noticed of mine and i still get messages messages about it today from people who have the same illness and mm-hmm. you know want to say thank you so those are those are special to me yeah um, i actually yeah. i definitely remember reading the playbill article that followed that yeah. post that's really cool um, you don't have to reveal this if it's a yeah. trade secret, but I'm curious, what are some of your go-to questions? My go-to questions. Um, was this always something you wanted to do? Because sometimes, you know, it's, it is. And, you know, they were like, I always wanted to go to Michigan. And then they did. Uh-huh. <laughs> but sometimes they, you know, wanted to be a chef and, like, happened to realize they had talent. How do you set up your interviews and your shoots? Do do you contact actors? Did they contact you? How? Yeah, so back in the day when I first started, it was a lot of stage dooring. Uh-huh. Like that's how I, I got a photo of Christian Borle that he had, gave me one second of his time, and it was great. Um, and I started out DMing people on Instagram. So Kyle Scatliff was rehearsing for The Color Purple at the time uh-huh. and did an interview, and somebody from Amazing Grace did an interview that was right before it closed. Um, but then once it started growing and people started noticing it, like Felicia would DM me on Twitter or a press agency would reach out to me. And now it's sort of a balance between that because, like you said, it's, I sort of count as a social media influencer now. So a lot of shows will want to promote themselves. And I love doing that because I love getting new shows out there. But I try to balance that with I keep DMing people or I post on Twitter and I ask what the fans want to see because I want to keep that balance of, you know, getting the behind the scenes people too. Sometimes the press agents, you know, aren't like interviewer dresser because that's not, you know, what they're used to. Mm -hmm. But I like, I still like finding those people. So I still do that. I don't really do the just take a picture at stage door anymore, but Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I should. Yeah, I would say for anyone uh, checking out Aviva's account, definitely look through and find people you don't recognize because sometimes yes. those interviews can be the most interesting. Oh, Only, yeah. It's such a warm community and everyone is so kind and excited about what they do that I think sometimes those are the most special to, to see and to read. They really are because, I mean, we don't realize it when we go see a show, but these are people that are part of the family to these shows and these theaters and everybody loves each other so much so you know um you post a picture of someone's dresser and they're thrilled and they're happy because they love they see this person every day but we don't get to 
Mark, I know you do some photography beyond your work at Playbill, and I'd love, if you don't mind, to hear a little bit about what else you're working on. Yeah, so um, outside of Playbill, my specialty actually is in um, portrait and lifestyle photography. Um, So I'm still always, you know, going out with my friends and taking lifestyle shots, working with brands to do, you know, lifestyle shots or, or kind of add stuff create content for their own social media or their websites. Um, and what's really fun is being able to bring that same influence to the Broadway space. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing like a very concentrated shift uh, since I got to Playbill to, to really bring more of what the life, the behind the scenes, what the, the I guess, kind of humans of Broadway. That's, ah, <laughs> there we go. But the human is beyond um, just you know, when they're in the in the four walls of a theater. So in that vein, for instance, I did a um, Summer in the City series where I asked five different Broadway stars, um, what do you love to do during the summer? Because it's finally, like, nice outside and everybody lives, you know, scattered all throughout the city. So then they told me, and then I got to go capture that and then ask them a couple of questions. But, it like... It, once again, it's so cool to get to be able to bring these people and their lives to another, you know, an audience beyond just theater. So I got to do things like I went um, and explored Dumbo with Andrew Keenan Bolter and his puppy. <laughs> Christy Altamar sat in uh, Bryant Park and played her ukulele because she does that. And she played me this song that she had written that is, like, one of the best songs Her ever. music, she's she's really talented. It's incredible. Or, like, Drew Gelling from Waitress. Mm-hmm. We went and explored the American Museum of Natural History oh my <laughs> together. Yeah. So, like, and, like, stuff like that. I feel like, I mean, you guys both get it since you both work in social media. Like, the, the social media, the lifestyle image really people want to know just a lot more than just like the work they and also audiences can tell when somebody's something's authentic and when something's not and so getting to bring kind of this outside magazine style of photography to to the theater space is i don't know it's scary because i'm like i have to do it well but i always joke and say like this is if, like, Playbill were to be a part of Condé Nast, which would be, like, really cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Mark, you mentioned social media, and Aviva, I wanted to ask you, social media has changed so drastically and so rapidly, you know, even in the two and a half years that this account's been mm-hmm. alive. I would love to hear how that's affected what you do and, you know, the things that you need to take into consideration as you're producing this content. Oh, definitely. I mean... I think the main difference between our photography is that mine is directly for social media and social media only. And when I first started the account, I was just like, it's an Instagram. I didn't have a Facebook or a Twitter or a Snapchat or anything. And I quickly realized that I needed to have this because that just expanded the platform. Like the Facebook is the older fans and they care also. And, you know, people want Snapchat takeovers and things like that. So I expanded it and I... I had to learn I wasn't really the most like social media person before. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to use Snapchat and and Instagram stories came out I think in the middle of when I was doing this. So I had to learn how to do that and it's always it's an ongoing process of incorporating all the platforms into things. Like I use my Twitter as more of a voice about, you know, activism and things like that, just not photos. So 
um, it's a it's a balance, mm-hmm. and I'm one person trying to run all the different platforms. So <laughs> you're killing it. <laughs> I try. It's it's fun. It's impressive. Like oh, once again, you have so many followers. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> um, it it the. The thing I had to get used to quickly was at first I was like, I, this isn't about me, so I don't want my face on it. And then what I learned when you turn into an influencer is that yes, it's about humans of Broadway, but I also have. But to it's be also in about it. you a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so I had to learn like you you have to just not care that you know twelve thousand people are looking at your Instagram story, and if your face is in it, twelve thousand people are looking at your face. <laughs> Do people recognize you? Oh my gosh. The first time somebody recognized me, I was so scared because I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not famous enough for this. What's happening? And they asked to take a selfie with me. And I was just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful, Belle. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, it doesn't happen so often because, I mean, it, it only sort of happens in the theater district. Mm-hmm. But it does happen sometimes. And sometimes I'll get Snapchats from people being like, I'm two hours behind you at Waitress. Can I say hi? And they just, like, I want them to because... I just started this and it became a thing. So they can just start something and it became a thing. And if that makes me relatable, then great. You know, come talk to me. It's so funny. You you mentioned like being, you know, in the back of a photo or something like that. And I think the three of us have all been at enough events (laughs) that if you dig through like the Playbill and, you know, various Broadway theater press archives, like we're in the back and like some press line and various videos (laughs) all over the place. Wait, can I ask you a question? Um, so do you, is this like your full-time job or do you like no. do other stuff? Because I feel like as a yeah. photographer and growing up as, and, and working as a photographer and freelancing, mm-hmm. it's always a juggle of like the art versus like your life. Yeah. So it's not actually my full-time job. I, once I, fun fact, once I started Humans of Broadway and I realized I didn't know enough about the theater industry, I went back. And so I started taking theater classes. So I'm graduating with a degree in theater in May. Oh my God, congratulations. I I wanted to, I took some classes in directing and playwriting because I want to know about all the humans. So I felt like it was sort of my responsibility to learn. So I've been doing that full time, which is why my account sort of slowed down a little bit, but we're getting back into it. That is so cool. Oh, I'm so excited (laughs) to see just how that will continue to affect your interviews. Yeah, I thought, um, but yeah, so, and, and as like I was talking about social media, as I'm doing more of that, I'm falling in love with social media and I have ideas for how to improve social media. So in addition to Humans of Broadway, it's my goal to, you know, work on other kinds of social media with other brands and, and bring it into the future. Cool. Cool. Wow. Very cool. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I think we're just about out of time, but thank you so much uh, for visiting and chatting for a bit. Um, I'll make sure that all of your, all of the social handles and website links and everything will be in the, in the uh, episode description. So if if anyone wants to look up uh, your beautiful photos and interviews, et cetera, they will be able to do so. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I had such a good time chatting with Aviva and Mark. If you want to see more of their amazing photography, you can follow Mark at Playbill on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow Aviva at Humans of Broadway on Instagram, as well as at Broadway Humans on Twitter. Until next week. <laughs>